0: live i'm thomas frank Carr. today's the recruiting show um it's the off season not that there is actually an off season but i want to apologize to everybody we've been a little bit all over the place there was no friday show last week because i had some things going on in my life that i couldn't move uh we had some things on thursday for everybody um so we're here for the thursday show on friday there will be a more concrete schedule going forward I, i promise Uh, So thank you to everybody who's been here for all the shows when they've gone live. Our breaking news has been all over the place. Like, we've been here a lot. It's just there hasn't been, I love a nice steady schedule so that everyone knows what's going on. But it is not the season for that. Tis the season, though, for breaking news. Ryan Snyder, uh, recruiting insider and Penn State football coverage extraordinaire uh, here with me. (laughs) <laughs> uh, sean fitz is going to be joining us later because um you know things are happening and when things are happening fits the bat signal goes up for him to go get information for us so he's going to be joining us in just a little bit but ryan i want to get your thoughts to start out last night uh it became official this morning but last night manny diaz becoming the head coach at duke just generally your thoughts and then we'll get into some of those questions that fans might have about how this impacts other stuff so w- what do you think
1: lots of things to think um i'll start with this the timing stinks for penn state and one thing was really interesting to me compared to most searches uh that, that you know taking place over the last two weeks is that duke did not interview its finalists for the job until this week out in las vegas uh for the nff convention and that's very interesting for a lot of reasons i don't really understand why they would wait uh I don't know how many days it was before you know, preliminary interviews to to those final ones in in Vegas, but uh, you know, obviously with the transfer portal and everything going on, there's, (laughs) I don't think there's any other schools doing that right now, put it that way. So the, the fact that this comes when it, when it comes, I mean, Mike Elko left for Texas A&M almost two weeks ago now. uh, And now here we are in a situation where uh, what Penn state has 12 days until the early signing period starts. Time will tell how much it impacts recruits. I don't expect it to impact a ton, but it, but it possibly could. We'll, we'll see. Uh, and then, obviously, it, the main most important thing is, is transfer portal right now. And, you know, obviously wide receiver is, is an incredibly important position for Penn State in the portal. You know, but they're, but they're certainly searching for defensive guys as well. So, you know, the, the timing of Manny is, I think, the, the, the thing that really kind of hurts the most. You know, as far as him going to Duke. You know, Sean and I've had kind of this discussion throughout the week like I I think it's a a good place for him just because like I think I don't think like this is a place he's trying to be at for 10 years I think he's trying to do the Mike Elko thing right and he'll be right. there a couple of years has a solid squad and and you know see if he can move up a, another level but you know the more I've researched it though too you know Duke is losing quite a few uh, of their prominent players this year too so uh, that'll be interesting and then you can talk always about you know dukes of basketball school the resources that go to basketball compared to football and and all those good things but uh sean good good for you to join us go ahead i'll throw it to you
2: hey man it's a busy time of year so the I phone is 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 always on so um I'm, I'm happy to be here happy to talk about this and unfortunately you know unfortunately to talk about manny diaz leaving because he's been freaking awesome the last two years i think i don't think you can understate the impact that he's had on this defense and, you know, to be as, uh, to be frank, the the team as a whole, because this team has been a defensive team since he arrived and just, I mean, I'm going to miss watching that defense. It was just so much fun. So I'm going to be very curious to see what the next step is. It's a lot like when Joe Moorhead left for Mississippi state is this defense was so successful. You can't help, but try to replicate it. Now, do you have the guy in house to replicate it? Do you have to, do you, do you need to go to, f- to find somebody that, plays a style that's very similar to this. I, I'm very fascinated to see how this this plays out because this defense has been the stalwart, has been the constant for the last couple of years. And how do you bridge that gap? You're not going to change fronts. You're not going to, you know, we talk about talked about some guys um who run an, an odd front that that's you you have to stay with like what you started with. And that's right. this this attacking ball hawking four three Ish four three ish, four two five ish, what four, <laughs> hybrid if two you will. Point
0: five. How about that? Four we're we gonna two, talk
2: two multiple five. on defense now. Is that <laughs> what we're gonna do? Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, that's uh, it's gonna be fascinating to see how James plays this. This is one that um, you know, as the the week crept on, you know, word started shifting toward Duke. And I'm I'm sure he's he's gotten prepared for that and started, you know, preparing to make a hire. And that's kind of what you have to do in this situation. Tip your hat and say good luck. I know when Duke came up, a lot of people scoffed at it and I said, Hey it's not, it's not a bad job. Like this is a, it's yeah. it's not an easy one. I'll tell you that it's not an easy one, but uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how he does that. Cause he's got to get a quarterback. He's got to get a lot of things in line and that's going to be, whew, that's going to be a job. So uh, all the best to Manny did a fantastic job while I was here. I'm sure he's got a lot of work ahead of him and it's gonna be interesting to see how Penn state handles this.
0: Yeah. If you want any of my thoughts on the situation, I probably went on too long yesterday on our breaking news of like, is this, is this the stepping stone you want to step to to get to the ultimately the job that you want it just seems like this is kind of a hard path to go forward but you know we'll see um ryan you mentioned that this is bad timing uh generally what's the next step um because we talked about getting andy koltanicki in the building before the uh transfer transfer portal opened and before this official visit weekend which we're going to get to later in the show uh now you're replacing your defensive coordinator very well thought of highly respected seems like you planned for one um and jamie franklin always has contingencies but this seems like this has got to happen pretty quickly i would imagine right just to get all your ducks in a row and make sure that you can go get those corners and that you can tell everyone this is the plan going forward and how you sell you know the transfer portal and and all of those things
1: ideally yeah uh, ideally you, you try and get it done as quickly as you can but i think it's just a lot easier said than done considering all the hires that have been made over the last whatever it is two weeks or so now so is he going to go outside is he going to promote from within you know there's just so many variables and questions there and um you know only only time will really tell but he's got 12 days until the early signing period and uh, you know as we said we're already a week into the portal and and the dead period but what's was a dead period start is it like the December 18th,
2: 16th, 17th, somewhere in there. Wherever so. the end of the, the final visit weekend, I think right. quiet. they go quiet on Sunday and then they go dead after. Yeah.
1: That. So if it's the 20th, it would be 19, 18, 17, something like that. But anyway, know, kind of are, you, you so. got you got nine days basically uh to try and get transfer portal guys in here. And uh, you know, obviously, you know, there are like again, you know, we understand wide receivers probably the most important position. Offensive line, they'll always try and add quality guys that they can, same with defensive line. But um, you know, for the, for the time being, it's it's just kind of hard. I think to may, maybe harder than it than it should have been. Uh, you know, when it comes to attracting defensive players.
0: Uh, so Fitz, I want a list of potential candidates. Just, kid, just kidding. Just kidding. Buddy. <laughs> Um, well, I, will... <laughs> I, I see people
2: mentioning Jim Leonard in here. Yes. We, we're contractually ob- every every media member is contractually obligated to add Jim Leonard to a hot board. Like that's yes. that's how it works. I'm sorry, that's just our hands are tied here.
0: <laughs> um, the one I will ask, and this is the one that is very popular among Penn State fans, Anthony Poindexter, excellent coach. Ryan asks the question that I think is Dex ready. Is is that um, because I think here here's I guess here's my question to set this up. Uh, The special sauce, the secret ingredient is Manny Diaz, like him and his defense. If you try to replicate that with Anthony Poindexter, that feels like setting Anthony Poindexter up for um, maybe some disappointing results. If Anthony Poindexter were the candidate and the coach, do you think his defense would look the same, similar, or would he do something different? Because I feel like he's been under a bunch of different coordinators. So if it's like, I I, I feel like that's kind of one of those questions that is a little unfair to to Anthony Poindexter of, okay, now do do the same. Just go do that. Do you think that, you know, those are unfair expectations for him?
2: I already used my Moorhead reference because everything you just said about that (laughs) could be taken back in time to 2018 or 2017, and you could say the same thing for Ricky Ronnie. And that's the point that they're at, and and I'm very curious yeah. because I think Dex is is capable. I I don't know if that's the direction James wants to go. You're, you're I mean you're talking about a million and a half for a coordinator here, like that is some big time money to bring in some big time ideas to bring in a big time guy. So you're you're looking at a situation where the the board is is clear. Like for the most part, the board is clear. And somebody mentioned Dan Lynn here. Uh, he's going to make I think two million at USC. So maybe the board it doesn't include Dan Lynn. but. I think you can, you had the ability to shop big. You know, the last time around, they did that with Manny Diaz and they were able to find it. And even though that there were some really, really good defensive coaches on the staff, that's, that's a very, uh, it's a very good question to have. So I, I, I think that, I think that'll be an option. Um, I think there's guys that have worked in and around Franklin's staff that are, that are options. But I also think that this is much more wide open than we probably would give it credit for in the start because you gotta, you gotta find a hybrid here. It looks like you're not going to be the guy. Like that was the thing. You, Joe had his offense and his offense was good, but what made Joe's offense special was the way that he could adapt it in his mind to make the adjustments that he needed to make. Dex can't make Manny's adjustments. And that's not a shot at Dex. That's just how this works. So very curious to see how this, uh, how this whole thing takes off because you, you can't pigeonhole yourself into keeping a guy or pigeonhole yourself into promoting a guy because you think you, you can, recapture that magic and you can't pigeon your your pigeonhole yourself if you're james franklin to bringing in an outside guy because that's what the, the money dictates
0: one of the best things that uh penn state can do is have all of their very talented players take a step forward and make the transition from a talent perspective easy um that's the same thing that you go through on the high school level as well which is how do we get these guys each year to grow develop and mature One of the best ways you can be good at football is to be able to use your hands really well. Bruce Lombard at MMA FX can help you with that. Be the best hand fighter on the field and gain an edge. The MMA FX coaching training manual also available if you want to get the video, which you're seeing the promotion for that here on the Blue White Illustrated YouTube channel. It's a hand fighting course taught by Bruce Lombard of Lombard MMA with former Penn State defensive tackle Anthony Zettel as the... uh, as the player going through the drills in the video. Very successful player in the NFL, trained a lot of current and former NFL players, uh, especially on the defensive line, an area where um, these techniques transition very well, um, but he's also got a, a course for offensive linemen. So if you're going through and trying to plan for your winter training for your high school football team, for your college football team, for your division two, division one, NFL, he's worked with everybody from Alabama to the Giants, uh, all the Pensac coaching tree has has worked with Bruce Lombard of Lombard MMA, so this is a uh, one of the uh, I believe it's the only hand fighting program video set for football players available. available. So check it out, um, Bluewhiteillustrated.com dot uh, if you want to go and uh, check out some of the stuff we talked about with Bruce before. We've interviewed him, we've done features on that, we've uh, even had him here on the show. So uh, this is something that is uh, really I, I think a valuable thing you can add into your off-season training. And the great thing is you don't have to have Bruce there because the video course will help you train your athletes yourself on four different levels with 60 drills and 25 different techniques. So check it out. Uh, you can use the promo code for the holiday season, by the way, to get 15% off. Use uh, 15BWI to get 15% off at LombardMMA.com backslash shop. And I'll put that up for you here. LombardMMA.com dot com backslash shop to get uh, 15% off with promo code 15 BWI so check that out and uh, we will uh, we're happy to have Bruce here as a part of the Blue White Illustrated YouTube uh, team and uh, I'm looking forward to getting hand fighting techniques from him I'm just going to throw that out there another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? transfer portal official visits we've been previewing this for a couple of weeks now so ryan i want you to just run down uh this weekend its importance and any relevant news you want to add in
1: well i'll talk about the high school guys sean okay. i'll throw the you 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 discuss what you want for for the transfer portal guys but i mean i think the main thing to know uh, is, is about half of the committed players are coming in for unofficial visits this weekend Uh, you know, obviously most of these guys have taken their, their official visits already. So, uh, getting them back on campus one more time, uh, kind of a celebration like visit, right. Uh, Families get together, commits, get together, uh, and, you know, just kind of, uh, they'll, they'll talk a lot about obviously the future and, uh, many of these guys are enrolling early. So the plans for that things, things of that nature, but, uh, it's really just kind of more of a fun weekend. Everybody gets together, um, kind of vibe mindset whatever you want to put but you know a couple i mean either grunkmeyer coming back massive right with, with colton nicky on, on campus and a, a good chunk of the offensive guys will be there i know a bunch of the the offensive linemen are planning to be there uh i believe josiah brown's coming in peter gonzalez is coming in uh a few other guys as well i'll, I'll um i'll actually put a, a list together for that uh for the site here a little bit later today but it's about half of them uh you know some guys are still playing in state championship games for example uh Quinton Martin has a state championship game tomorrow we'll, we'll discuss all this uh at, at the end of the pod Emmett's plays tonight so I'd be kind of surprised if those guys go all the way back to Philly and then all the way back to State College tomorrow so it'll end up being about half of, of the of the committed guys uh total Fitz you're on mute yeah I was trying, I was like can you guys not hear me because I can't hear Sean no,
2: that's <laughs> sure. uh, Mitchell and uh, John Mitchell and be- Antoine Belgrave, shorter going for a state title this afternoon three o'clock against Miami Columbus because they we're playing in Miami last week and now they're playing in Tallahassee. So Florida's big state, man. That's uh, yeah. a team from Jacksonville. That's who a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So wait, I'll go back to my mute in my corner. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ryan, uh, yeah. Ryan just
0: kind of from generally a, the point of this weekend, obviously to get everyone for a vibe check, but also, you don't expect Penn State to have any drama because they have weekends like this built in right of like hey everyone comes in we're all a team we're all yeah. together we're there's no there's no sniffing around other schools heading into national signing day on the 20th so building in these like I'm not going to equate it to the lash bash but getting everyone together making sure everyone remembers hey we're all a team here these kind of team building things seems like this is intentional in that way.
1: Yeah, you know, for sure, for sure. And I don't I don't see a whole lot happening, but like there was just a defensive coordinator change so like I am hesitant to be like, "Yep, everybody's absolutely 100% in" just because I haven't talked to those guys. Now, with that said, like everything that we've heard even kind of leading up to this when it kind of uh started to, you know, hear some rumors that that Manny's likely is the favorite. Like everything's been pretty there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of concern there, so that's good. But yeah. I, my point, this is like they've done this every year, and then you know you, you see a Conrad Hussey uh, dip out and stuff like that too. Now again, right. not everybody's going to even be here this weekend. Guys like uh, Garrett Sexton, for example, you know he's up in Wisconsin; he's not coming down this weekend. And you know there's there's a few others, um, you know that that won't make a long trip. Obviously, the the Florida guys are playing playing tonight as well. But um, yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't know, I, I'm just, I'm hesitant to be like, absolutely, there's nothing going to happen just because of this thing. No, but I, it feels,
2: my, my point but Tyre, being... Uh, but, but Thomas Frank uh, planted the seed on that one. So um, Tyreek Smith, <laughs> sorry, I called him Tyreek. I, I was making a point. I didn't mean to call you Tyreek, but Tyreek Smith, Andrew Pritz, uh, Conrad Hussey. Yeah, things can happen, but uh, yeah. this group seems pretty solid in terms of what we're looking at. You you, you want to knock on wood because it is a week until and you never know what can happen with NIL and promises and everything like that. But like this, this group has almost remarkably stayed together. Like I, I don't know if that makes sense. Um it's been it's been it sort of bucked the trend for the last couple of years. And again, find the biggest piece of wood that you can find and and knock on that because that's uh that's how it <laughs> always treats us during this time of year. But uh yeah Penn State's done a really nice job of keeping everybody in the loop in the loop. I apologize. Uh keeping yeah. everybody in the loop and I think that the one that's- thing I'll
1: add too sorry Sean I cut you off. Yeah. Like I think LJ or LJ, geez we can't talk today. AJ Belgrave shorter I think he's the only one who took a visit to any other school throughout the season right i think remember he went to florida he doesn't even hold a florida offer but he, he went to a florida game but that's the only visit that we even know about of, of a, a player that's committed even like stopping out just to see a game elsewhere so my, my, my point just with that is like it's been really solid for months like we're going back to july august you know I, I, aj takes a visit in september october but like other than that we haven't even like heard of a, a guy just you know, go into a game with his buddies or anything like that, which, you know, usually we get a little bit more of that. So and that's a positive for, for Penn State, of course.
0: Yeah. Uh Fitz, do you want to dig into some of the transfer portal news? Because Penn State fans are, are ravenous for Penn State uh, portal news. And before you do that, I do want to say there's plenty of it. And we've got it covered. You got to go get it, though. It's not, we're not always going to bring everything to you here on the YouTube channel. We'll bring discussion and conversation, and I'll ask stupid questions, and they'll uh, answer kindly. But if you want the real information, a dollar for two months over at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Use promo code PSU1 to get uh, in on the action. Promo code PSU1, you actually get it two months instead of uh, one month for a dollar. So you get we, you get a little extra love because we love you here on the YouTube channel, and you guys are here all the time. Fitz. What do you want to talk about with the portal?
2: Uh very quickly, um, there's a discussion going on in the chat about the how much is it Manny, how much is it the defense? Guess what? They're both really good. Like, that's the thing. Like you saw when when Brent Pry, who I think is a really good coach, when his defense left and Manny's came in, there was a noticeable difference. There was a visible difference on how they attacked the football. And mm-hmm. yes, the guys are faster now. Like th- that that is all like symbiotic relationship. We'll say that. So losing Manny is going to be a It's going to be a blow like you're going to have to deal with that. You're going to have to deal with that on the uh, X's and O's standpoint. You're going to have to deal with that on the human level where coaches or these coaches and players very close because they had so much success. It makes it easier to like people. Like I don't know if you've ever been to a message board before. It's kind of how it works. Oh. Um, but it's uh, it's a situation where you're gonna have to work through that and work through the the human relationship and element of it. And uh, yes, just tip your hat to Manny and say he did a heck of a job. We're I mean we we're talking. There was a discussion on the board today about him being here long term. To me, long term would have been three years. Like mm-hmm. that would have been like kind of like you get a 2 year and then like the the player option for the 3rd year. It's kind of what you're looking at with coordinators here because head coaching jobs are hard to come by, especially in the Power of 4, whatever. Sorry. I just I, I there was a can conversation I, there that uh Can you, I just
0: jump on top of that 1.2 uh the last 2 years have been amazing for Manny Diaz, but remember what his defense was doing at Miami? So, you know, this, the whole rehab thing happened and worked at Penn state. The talent does matter because if yeah. you don't have the corners to run this system, you can't run this system. He had the perfect talent for it. So, sorry, continue.
1: Absolutely. Should and, make this a, sorry. I was going no, to like, make this job somewhat uh, not coveted, but yeah, like going out for an outside guy, like that should bode well for James. I would think that, any prominent name out there who would be slightly interested in being a defensive coordinator who maybe is an analyst now or something like that uh would be interested just because of the talent
2: sorry go ahead yep you're good i agree with that i think i think both deserve credit is what i'm trying to get at here yep. and the next guy is going to have quite an opportunity with the speed that they have with the guys that they have coming back. Of course, you're going to lose, you know, Chop Robinson. I don't know how much we talked to Chop Robinson this week, but uh, you're going to lose him. You're going to lose Adisa. You're going to lose quite a few pieces, but you're also going to, you, you've you restocked in a way that you're not used to restocking. So uh, good on both ends is what I'll go with. You don't, there, there doesn't have to be a loser here. Um, and hopefully yeah. there's not. So, um, but going back to the portal, um, Penn State busy, of course, uh, this whole week has been open. It's been uh, pretty crazy from a sense of, Um, you know, not, not many Penn state players have gone in, but like the interest has been there. Penn state has some holes that they need to patch. As we said earlier this week, there's a lot of things that need vetting because there's a lot of guys in the portal who have really good stats that may not be able to play here. And there's a lot of guys in the portal that maybe don't have the best stats, but there's a lot of talent that, that you can go. I look at uh, Donovan McKelly from Indiana as, as an example of that. But uh, there's, a, there's a lot to like, and Penn State's sort of taking the next step this weekend, getting into visits. Uh, Alan Heron, the Division II offensive tackle uh, from Shorter University, who I never knew where Shorter University was, but it always popped up, because every time we we had to type in Justin Shorter into our tags, yes. shorter the Shorter Hawks yep. would always pop up. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be in here this afternoon, Friday afternoon. Um, same for Andre Green, the wide receiver from North Carolina. Fascinating case here. I've seen Andre Green in person. I've loved what I've seen from Andre Green in person. His production does not mirror that uh, at North Carolina whatsoever. Just a couple of yeah. catches over two years there. Uh, I mean, you look at the, the, the graphic that we have here. Uh, he is a physical specimen, but he has not put it together. He does still have three years to play because he, he did. I believe he took that red shirt year. Um, and, uh, it's going to be a situation where it'd be a long-term development, sort of a replacement for Christian driver. If you're going to go numbers to numbers here, mm-hmm. uh, but green's fascinating green, green to me is a lot like, um, Marshawn Lloyd, who was at South Carolina as a running back, um, who I saw in, in camp. And I saw he, he was at Penn state at his seven on seven. I'm like this guy is awesome. Like he is fantastic. He went to South Carolina, didn't do anything. Injury is a big part of that, obviously. Then he went to USC, had a pretty good year at USC. Now he's going to the draft. So that type of raw talent that has not been brought out yet is kind of what I see with this. Um, but you've, if you're Penn state, you got to have questions. You got to have questions about why is his production so low? Why could he not break through on a North Carolina team? That's good. Um, yeah. And has a, a really, really good quarterback who has yep. spread the ball around. And, and I mean, there's pr- plenty of questions there. Um, but do you, do you fall back on your prior evaluation of him? Do you look at what's going on? I I don't know. And that's, what's fascinating about the portal is because there's no right or wrong and you're not going to have the answer until a year or two down the road.
0: And you got to go really, really fast. You got to speed date these guys too, which seems like that's why this is a very important meeting. Um, are there differences between um, official visits for transfer portal players uh, and uh, commits, or are they roughly just the same? Same, where you spend a certain number of hours and you get to do a certain number of things. I I'm just curious about how transfer portal recruiting works because it seems like it's pretty important. And if you have only if you have even less hours then it would be on a regular recruiting uh visit that seems like that's also like adding to the pressure the
2: the, the pressure is what gets you in the portal because there are some guys who are going to get five visits in between when they go into like between this weekend and the dead period because the, the the guys are beholden to the dead period as well it's not like they can yeah. come in after signing day or between the bolt and you know the team wouldn't be here anyway but um they they have to get all these visits in and you look at a couple guys they've got like, hey, th- I'm going to be at one school today and tomorrow and then and then I'm flying from that school to another school and then another school and then take a couple days off and go to another. You like that. That is crazy. So you have to work around. Number one, you have to work around their schedule um, like you're pretty good in terms of the two guys I mentioned, Andre Green and Alan Heron, that they can come in this afternoon. And they don't really have anything else in terms of, uh, uh, of visit schedules at least right on the back end of that so um, you get an opportunity to get them in get them familiar take them around campus um, so these guys it's almost like a recruiting visit now you do sit down you talk scheme more in depth with them because that's what matters for these guys you talk probably talk nil more in depth with them because the portal's just gotten crazy with uh with money and demands and all that kind of stuff so you got to figure out that stuff and and you in a recruiting visit you can leave a little bit more open-ended you have to get everything in when you're a trans- when you have a transfer on campus because that's your your time period is is it's gonna be over as soon as you uh, as soon as it starts.
0: How does uh, the dead period and then the next window affect all this stuff? Because we've talked about this previously. Of um, you, I think you want to do the bulk of your work now, but we've seen guys even like Hunter Norzad come in in the second window. Do, the timing is always you talk about timing this week with Manny Diaz and him leaving timing of getting certain guys into the building is also very critical. We saw that at the receiver room this year. So do you place emphasis on guys that are here right now in the portal window? Or do you, if you, if you don't find what you like, do you then say, okay, we have another bite of the apple later? Cause it seems like that's uh, getting the right guy is important, bringing in the right players, but also the gamble of time, you know, losing time as you go on.
2: Yeah, that's a gamble right there that you have to you have to figure out where how big your need is and like how much do you think like, cause you gotta project here. You gotta project are there guys that are gonna go in after the, their respective bowl games? Are there guys that you've heard that may be going in after the spring or something like that? And as we saw this as we saw this year with Dante Cephas, being here for the spring is huge. Like it's mm-hmm. absolutely you can't ignore how big of, a, of an adjustment that was. I think Norzad was kind of the same way. He came in after uh, his spring semester, after he got his degree there, and you know, his first year was was a lot of learning. So, I don't think you can really underestimate especially with a new offensive coordinator because we're talking I mean, we're, we're talking receivers, we're talking tackles, we're talking, you know, defensive players as well. But like everyone's talking about the offensive coordinator. Everyone's talking about Andy Coltonicky, how you can get him up to speed. And you have to make a first impression there, and if you're not here until June or if you're not here until May, you're going to struggle to do so so i think that's a that's such a big thing so they did it last year with cephas of course they got malik mcclain in at the very end of the uh the the january window just before the semester started i think it actually may have been as the semester started uh, yeah so- it was
0: literally the 11th hour if i remember our conversation about it fits it was it was he got the paperwork in in the buffer window of okay you have to submit the paperwork
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's uh that's that's what you're looking at right there. So that's uh that's gonna be a tough one for Penn State to, to gauge that because you it's it is a gamble. Um you, you I mean you don't want to sit there and take two or three guys here if you think that there's a guy that can change your offense, can change your offensive approach going in after the bowl or going in after the bowl. Apologize there. Um so uh it's it it is a gamble. I I don't know how they do it, man. Like I, there's so much uh frustration and like just general anxiety about the portal right now for these guys right now, because it's not just, it's not just numbers staying. It's not just numbers going, which Penn state has to spend a lot of their NIL to retain their players. Like that's where that's the way that they've built this, this sort of program in the last couple of years. And that's how they're going to lean back on it. But at the same time, there are things in the portal. You look at Matt, what Matt Rule said, what PJ flex said about this week, about how expensive these guys are. There's no like, salary cap there's no regulation on this thing and i'm not saying that there should be but like guys have a, a sense of how much they're worth and schools are like no buddy that's not how that works and <laughs> if, if a school says that to you okay i'm gonna move on to the next guy i'm gonna try and play you off of the next school so i'm i mean that that's why this is all so fascinating <laughs> to me is because this stuff can can change on a dime and uh, i think we've seen that so far
0: ryan i just wanted you to jump in with any thoughts you might have here
1: any thoughts? Um, well, I mean, it, obviously spring is massively important. Sean, let's talk about that. Wasn't Chop Robinson a guy that got here in the summer? So, like, if you find the right guy, you can make it work. But those guys are few and far between. So, I mean, Sean. I,
2: I think defense and offense makes a difference, too. Like, yeah, you too. Can, right. If you bring For in sure, yeah. uh, a, a defensive tackle in May – okay, that probably doesn't do as much. No disre- disrespect to the defensive tackles, but there's a, I think there's a lot more to learn uh, on offense. And that's, uh, you know, from uh, an offensive perspective. Yeah, I think also, ideally Chop, Penn State, go ahead. I think I ideally Penn Chop State could go yeah. get
0: ball, right? Like the defensive <laughs> end is go get the football. And he was not the starter at that point. So it was like, he was a rotational guy that rushed the passer. Your job also, I think, is a part of it too.
1: But ideally, would you agree, Sean, Penn State would really like to have two wide, two, two portal wide receivers in by spring.
2: I think so. Um I think that makes sense. It's very fascinating to watch the, the the room right now because uh we expected, I think a little bit more uh movement attrition from that room, especially for in the younger ranks there. You got to figure out what Keandre Lambert Smith's doing, you got to figure out the rest of those guys and then go from there because it's obviously an issue. Um you know, but but there's a I mean I, I, people are going to hate saying me saying this, but there's talent there. Like you, we've seen guys that have developed on the back end of their career. And part of you was like, okay, maybe this can, this can maybe not be the guy, but be a third wide receiver, be a fourth wide receiver, be a second guy. Like that, there's value in that stuff. And I, I just, I don't know how to balance it. I'm glad I'm not a coach.
0: Uh, One quick question about that. Uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith, bluewhiteillustrated.com, Greg Pickle did a great job of putting this in his morning uh, newsstand. Keandre Lambert-Smith has a new name, image, and likeness deal. Does that tie him to college at all? Does that give any insight into whether or not he's going pro, whether he's staying at Penn State, whether he's going into the portal himself? Does that give you any insight into any of those things, or is that just, hey, good for Dre, he's got an NIL deal? Yeah, good for Dre.
2: Um, uh, I think a couple of those guys that were on that NIL deal are – Guys are going to the draft anyway. Like uh, I, I, I didn't read it too closely to be honest with you, but I don't think that that's one that you can pull out of it.
0: Okay, yeah, I was just curious because trying to find breadcrumbs, find those those what is what is actually happening behind the scenes. If you get any that that I thought was an interesting uh, development that you could read into or not read into. Um, one quick thing
2: we read into everything that's what December's for (laughs) absolutely
0: yeah that's I I will speculate about anything and everything one thing I will not speculate about is um my money if I'm gonna be buying something I want a guarantee I want a lock that it is exactly what I'm getting so you shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets to your next big event and that's where game time is the best game time is the fast easy way to purchase tickets for all sports music comedy theater events near you uh maybe you're going to a bowl game maybe you want to go to the bowl game and the last thing you want to after you have airfare hotel blah 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 you don't want to be wondering oh these tickets i scalped are they actually going to work for the game so uh the awesome thing about game time is they do a bunch it does a bunch of great stuff including giving you a view of your seats you can check out popular events near you or you can uh, go in and, and look through the different seats and you can see there's different views of what the actual experience is going to be for you at game time they also have flash deals everyone loves saving money and uh you get an idea of look right here here's a flash deal exclusive discounts here so check out game time their websites what i'm shot was what i'm showing you but use uh the app as well uh because it's an awesome way to uh, have it on your phone. Plan. And uh, get your tickets to your next event. So use your promo code BWI to get $20, per, uh, $20 off your next purchase. Um, thanks to our partner GameTime for partnering with us and doing all this stuff. Download the GameTime app, create your account, use promo code BWI for $20 off. Your first purchase terms apply to that. GameTime.co is what you see here. Um, so we have uh, coming up. And, Ryan, I actually want to touch on this because you talked to a lot of players about the in-home visits. Coaches out on the road visiting committed players, uh, having those in-home visits. Check out, you know, social media for all the photos of that. But Ryan followed up and talked to everybody or a good number of them about what the visit was like, what you guys talked about. Do you want to share any insights from that so that people can go and read the full thing over at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com.
1: One thing real quick to circle back on what Sean was saying about that Keandre Lambert Smith and I held the I was research that Tyler Newbin was one of the guys offered there. He's a 2019 recruit from Minnesota. So, I mean, he's like that. That's a guy who I think is like totally out of eligibility. So it just kind of circles back of like, yeah, these are guys who uh, not aren't necessarily like locks to stay here moving forward. So uh, I, I think the big takeaway was, you know, talk with, with um, Ethan Gronkmeyer this week and just kind of his first talk with Colton Necky and, and how that went and, uh, you know, we put out a graphic, uh, you know, some of his quotes and stuff like that you can check out our Twitter feed, but, uh, you know, a lot of positive feedback and that's how it is for all these guys. Uh, I mean, in-home visits are what they are, especially at this stage, like these guys are firmly committed. Many of them have already, uh, are paid accepted even too. So like they're fully 100% in, uh, you know, it's really, uh, an opportunity for, for Franklin and an assistant coach to come, uh, eat dinner with the fam, hang out a lot of guys, you know, there's so many guys in this class enrolling early a popular topic is of course just how that transition is going to work i don't think they've worked out like who's rooming with who and things like that yet that'll that'll get sorted out here in the coming weeks but you know just what to prepare for things like that but you know with grunkmeyer a lot of it was just you know his his positive feedback from coltinecki i know i know uh called caught a majority of the guys on sunday Grunk was actually one of the few, it was like one of the first ones he called Saturday when he just got on campus. And, you know, that was a real positive conversation. He he seemed to be really excited about the different ways he was explaining uh, you know, he, he can use Grunk in, in the years ahead. So go ahead.
0: I just want to jump in here. Uh something we were talking about on the message board earlier this week is how does he fit how does Ethan Grunkmeyer fit into uh Kultaneki's offense and and checking out the offense and checking out Grunkmeyer's skills? Very good. That is a very good fit for Penn State. So sorry. Nice. I just want to drop that in. If you want to go check out some of that conversation,
1: yeah. uh, you know, Garrett. I had a good talk with Garrett Sexton too. I didn't know. Um, and this isn't like that important or anything, but you know, Garrett Sexton, one of his first offers was from Kansas and just kind of researching that and learning more about that. Uh, he actually had a, a conversation or two with Golden Necky back in the day. Now, you know, as more, as he got more offers and all that, you know, I think his interest in Kansas kind of waned a little bit, but, uh, they did, they, you know, they did prior, uh, they did talk, um, uh, you know, earlier in the recruiting process. Yeah. I actually learned too, that his uh, high school offensive line coach uh, worked with Colton at Wisconsin Whitewater, I believe mm-hmm. it is back in the day. So there's a little bit of relationship there, but uh, you know, caught up with Josiah Brown too, just kind of mainly that was a lot about his, his injury status and how things are going. And I, he's only, I think what, six, seven weeks removed from surgery. So uh, of course he had an ACL tear. So that's, that's going to take some time and, you know, I don't expect to see him much uh, in, in year one as he, you know, really focuses on rehab, but, yeah. Uh, again, in-home visits are kind of what they are at this point. They're they're important. They're a lot more important for uncommitted guys. <laughs> when you when you have twenty guys, twenty-five guys firmly committed, and you know much of your focus is going towards the transfer portal right now. There's not like these big uh, uh, you know things. You just kind of big things that you learn. You know th- those are really more so for the uncommitted guys. And of course, Benzie is not really going after any of them at the moment.
0: Uh, Fitz, uh, what are your thoughts on just generally how things have gone with the integration of Coltonicky? While we're here, I know I asked you that previously, but the the fits and everything kind of seem like they're they're coming together pretty quickly on the offensive side of the ball.
2: Yeah, I think when you look at what he's been able to do and what Penn State has done, there's it's not a huge departure. Like he's not coming in and changing the offense, so the personnel is going to work out. Like the personnel that they have committed, the guys that they're going after, it's not going to change the board all that much. Maybe it opens you up in the Midwest a little bit more, but I don't think that's a situation that is going to make a big difference. To be honest with you, um, the way as hard as it is to get to Penn, uh, to state college, so um, I don't think it changes all that much. I think uh, you get in there and you tell them like how respected because he's not a big name coordinator like he's yeah. he's not like coming from Kansas okay that's going to be a I don't want to say check against you but like he he's not going to be a guy that like you're when he came in a lot of people knew the name like you know, a lot of those guys that you know you throw out names and stuff like that a lot of those guys know him. Uh, Lance Leipold's right-hand man calling the offense is not going to be a guy that like moves the needle now football people they'll tell you differently but yeah. like that's not the perception that's his name is not active on Twitter his name is not a guy that pops up for every job. So I think that's going to be something to, to, to get across and eventually you're gonna have to put points on the board. And you know, that's, that's the, the the way to make it all go away and the way to make it all better. But uh, I don't think there's going to be a huge departure for Penn state in terms of the guys, the type of guys that they recruit, the guys that they um, you know, have been going after, especially with where they're at in the region.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you're, Two previous stops were Ohio State and Texas, different than Buffalo and Kansas. So, from a perception standpoint, I think that's that's spot on. Um, last thing we got here for the show today, Ryan. Um, I know you've been following this specifically. The players to watch in the state championship games for Pennsylvania, the PIAA championships, started mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, every time I see a Taiki Hayes stat, it's just like what he did. What? So if you want to recap what he did Thursday and then kind of give us the preview of what's coming up this weekend.
1: Yeah. Yesterday's games were both massive blowouts, really. Uh, For being honest, I was a little disappointed. I was hoping for at least one of those games to be um, a little more competitive. But, uh, you know, first 1A game, Matt Sieg, 2026 prospect that Penn State's offered, uh, had an incredible season. But you could tell right off the bat, uh, playing against Steel High, that that Fort Cherry just didn't have the size really. And, and that really limited Matt Sieg yesterday. He still had 153 yards, right? Which is, was a pretty good for for a quarterback, uh, running. I mean, it's, and it's, that's, that's what really their whole offense has been really just kind of get Sieg the ball and 10 guys block for him. But, uh, but yeah, that was an absolute blowout. I forget, what was it like 40 to, I forget what it was. Uh, uh 42 to 8 i want to say uh pretty big blowout in that 1a game but we did get to see taiki hayes last night real fun to watch you know one thing i have really kind of digging more and talking to people about clip is like they rested taiki a lot this year like he really in the regular season if you look at what his stats were in the regular season i wish i would have put this together before we did this <laughs> and then compared to what he did in the playoffs like he's almost like doubled his stats in in half the games uh, which just kind of, you know, they, they really rested him a lot. But uh, 18 carries last night, 222 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, everybody was kind of hoping for that that McDevitt-Alaquipa rematch. And, of course, McDevitt lost to, to Dallas the week before. And, you know, you could just – this is another one where you could see right off the bat that just Alequippa had the, the athletes and the size that the Dallas couldn't match. I mean, that game was even more of a blowout, 60-14. to 14 uh, so yeah, we headed out in the third quarter for that one. But uh, Tyke, great, great showing, great season. You know, the more I the more I learn there, the more I think he's a he's a player whose stock is is rising at the moment. So uh, two more games today. Then Westinghouse versus Southern Columbia starts here in about two hours. Uh, Kaishan Robinson, twenty twenty six prospect, keep an eye on. We'll see where things progress. He's at nineteen offers now. Penn State offering in the summer, and he's he's been on campus twice now. So um, I think he's going to be a safety. He's playing a little more corner right now, and this will be my first chance to look at them. And then, of course, tonight you got Ematep and and everybody who's uh, on that squad. Obviously, Kenny Wellesley, Tice here, Denmark, and a bunch of younger guys to keep an eye on. Uh, they'll be taking on uh, Peters Township. So we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping one of these two games today is a little more competitive than what we got yesterday. And then, of course, tomorrow we got uh, Quentin Martin going for a back-to-back state championships with Bell Vernon. Uh, we'll, we'll see. They're playing against Northwestern Lehigh or something like that, another team that you know, it doesn't really get there too regularly, so I don't know. A what lot of variety this year.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's great, but but I, mean, the, but big, I don't know. Prep.
1: <laughs> it, it's That's what I'm worried about. Like, I'm kind of looking at the schedule, and I look at what happened last night, and I'm like, uh, this we could have two or three more of these uh, big blowouts. So, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully we get some good games. And then, of course, you have Prep North Allegheny tomorrow night. Um you know, we'll see. Prep always kind of a, does what St. Joseph Prep does. So I don't know uh, which one of these games is going to be the 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 one we're all talking about and the one that's really exciting to watch. Uh, I would think I mean, just I would think it could be tonight. I, I do think Peter Sounders is a pretty good team. But again, like they don't have any of the Division One talent that IMITEP does. They got two guys with FBS offers. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. So. We'll see and where it maybe, goes.
2: Maybe it'll come down to k- the kicking game and Kenny Wosley will uh, will come through for them.
1: He's he's I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it, man. He's been an incredible kicker for them this year, which is you know, speaks to his athleticism, and I think more than anything, speaks to the kind of locker room teammate that he is, right? I mean, how many division one cornerbacks, any any skill position? Like none of these guys want to step up and kick, right? Because you don't want to make yourself look silly. Not Kenny Wellesley. He doesn't care about that. And he's been great with it, too. I think he's, like, only missed a couple uh, extra points all year. So kudos to him, man, for stepping up for his team. And um, I hope – I I mean, I know, like, I'm a journalist. I'm not supposed to root for things. But I kind of do want Imhotep to get a win. Because, was it been, 2015 since they've last won? They've been in, like, seven state championships. Lost to uh, Cathedral Prep three times. Lost to Pine Richland last year. There was one other one. I'm not thinking of which team that was. Like, I hope Tep gets a win. I
0: got to be honest. Always root for a good storyline. That's how you want to phrase that.
1: I mean, Tep's good to us, right? Yeah. I
2: mean. <laughs> uh, all right. Final I just hope thoughts. everybody has a good time. That's yeah. right. That.
1: <laughs> I hope I get some good pictures. Maybe maybe Kenny. I mean, the last time I saw Kenny play, he had a, a heck of an interception, uh, which was like one of the best plays of the year that we've seen from anybody. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a good one tonight.
0: Final thoughts here on the show, Fitz?
2: Go Navy. That's pretty much what I got.
0: Ryan, final thoughts? Uh, hang out with us on Sunday, Monday,
1: uh, recapping this weekend, you know, we'll see if any other guys pop on campus, as Sean said, just too confirmed at the moment. Um, you know, there was another player who was on campus earlier in the week that we're not going to mention, but it is on the site right now. If you want to check that out. So $1 right now, guys. I mean, I think yeah. the S-shirt yesterday was worth a dollar alone, but you know, just my, opinion. I appreciate that. And buzzworthy. Hey, I give Nate a ton of credit too. That was a really good notebook yesterday. So they both crushed it. So, hey dollar and and hey youtube guys you get two months out
0: of it hell hell, what yeah it's uh it's the best deal you can find on the internet for blue white illustrated put it up here one more time two months for a dollar so if you go through that gets you through december and january right up to the second signing period so you can get all that information about what penn state's doing for the final push in 2024 if there's anything going on at that point uh so thank you guys you guys have been awesome today here on the show given all the information fit for the show uh, and again, if you want to get the rest of it, bluewhiteillustrated.com. I'm Thomas Reinkar, Ryan Snyder, and Sean Fitz. We will be back on Tuesday with more recap of Penn State football, Penn State football recruiting, Penn State football news. It's not going to stop. We're probably going to have to talk to you at some point in the next couple of days on a breaking news segment because something else will happen that will have to come alive. So just subscribe, and then you won't miss anything. We'll talk to you then.